Welcome to Shadow Dominatrix, the podcast. I'm your host, Lois St. Germain. On this show, you can expect to learn all about what makes you tick as we use human design, shadow work, and step into the taboo dom sub world to answer the inner call to become a turned on, unfuckwithable woman of wealth and personal power to become a shadow dominatrix. I promise you it will be liberating, spicy, and certainly kinky, but one thing it will never be, and that's vanilla. Welcome, daring souls and unconventional leaders, to episode 47 of the Shadow Dominatrix podcast. I am your host, Mistress Shadow, the alter ego you wish you had, and the voice daring you to be the leader you were born to be. This episode, we'll be tackling the concept of leading. What if I told you that leadership, real leadership, unfiltered, raw, transformative leadership is about diving headfirst into the inferno in emerging, not unscathed, but reborn? Today, we're ripping off the cultural binders that have been conditioned into us. We're confronting the trap that tells us to circumvent difficulty when in reality, it's the crucible where authentic leadership is formed. So grab your gear, brave souls. It's time to take the path less traveled, but more rewarding. Let's get unfiltered. Okay, okay. That might have been a bit dramatic, but let's just see how this episode plays out. I've been examining my behaviors quite closely for the last few months and specifically my leadership of both myself and others, which has me questioning what type of leader I am and what type I want to be. And I've recently become aware of the places where I'm tempted to do the least amount of effort in order to reap the most reward where I'm cutting corners that I think don't matter or that no one will notice. But when you're talking about self-leadership, it's really hard to lie to yourself. It's like those corporate annual reviews where your boss gives you glowing marks and you wonder if he's even paying attention. You know how much effort you didn't put in. Some of this is our tendency to be overly critical of ourselves, but much of it is just you calling yourself out for half-ass work at best. Now, I know we often hear about these traits of leadership, resilience, vision, influence, tired words that fill empty seminar rooms. But today, we're not here for a vocabulary lesson. We're here to call ourselves out on our own bullshit. You know what I'm talking about. Those secret corners where you cut just a little bit, just enough to think you're getting away with it. Who will notice, you tell yourself. Well, listen up. You notice. You're aware. And that gnawing feeling isn't going away. In fact, this is the number one contributor to feeling like an imposter. Your people notice too. Even if they can't put it into words, Your lack of full engagement reverberates through your actions, your decisions, your hesitations, and in an economic environment where interest rates are soaring and inflation inflation is making itself comfortable, can you afford to be anything less than absolutely brutally honest with yourself? 
Through this extended examination period, I could see where I've been cutting corners and expecting to be rewarded anyway. This is not the type of leader that I want to be. So I set out to define what it means to be a leader in my mind. The first thing that came to me is that she doesn't circumvent difficulty. Now, I'm no stranger to struggle, but this isn't about struggling for the sake of struggle, which I'm really good at, right? Because my unconscious Mercury core wound in gate 38 is the gate of struggle. I actually have ancestral level struggle in my chart, but difficulty doesn't necessarily equate to struggle in this sense. Perhaps you're familiar with the saying, work smarter, not harder. This, like most well-meant mantras, is often taken out of context and translated into avoid the hard stuff. One could also correlate smarter to more complex, but neither of these are true. Smarter could actually be considered as more simple. This whole thing could mean stop overcomplicating your work. So, as with any well-intended affirmation, we've bastardized this and it no longer has anything to do with leading. Looking at other ways to see leadership, I recognize that in my older age, I now see myself as a beacon of sorts that stands still so that others can get their bearings, similar to a lighthouse. A lighthouse's job is to be the North Star of sorts that guides ships back home. For me to lead in this way, I have to be able to weather the storm. I have to allow the waves to crash and make their mark as I remain vigilant. I also have to replenish and repair the wear and tear of time so that I can stand firmly in my convictions, values, and guidance. Over the past 46 episodes, I've spoken at length about self-leadership, which is absolutely foundational to overall leadership of others. But again, we tend to take things to extremes, and one could abdicate responsibility to lead by preaching self-leadership as an end-all be-all. That's not what I'm talking about here. It's not the end. It's the beginning. And this is what I'm noticing in the collective arena these days. We really have no great leaders at the top. Elections here in the States anyway are more about choosing the least worst versus the best. We've become a collective of people trying not to lose instead of playing to win. And even in the most noble professions, we tend to weaponize our tools against ourselves and especially against others. Maybe you noticed this. I for sure did. When we first begin to make changes in our lives based on personal development, we begin to feel a bit superior to others and we stand in our righteousness until someone further along comes and knocks us down a peg or two. This is where we begin to make excuses based on our personality profiles, or we begin to self-coach and we seek out every flaw 
to use as evidence for why we can't do or be something. We often justify our inaction with phrases such as, oh, I'm a procrastinator, always have been. Or if you're in the human design world, right, I'm a manifesting generator, so I skip steps. Perhaps I'm an Enneagram 8, so I'm totally unapproachable. And then we progress to blaming others or blaming the world. In fact, in human design, based on what type of split you are, you are actually designed to operate this way, to blame others or to blame the world, to not take responsibility for your own actions. And that doesn't mean to use these characteristics that you um, are introduced to as an excuse. Doing the integration and the embodiment or the shadow work is required so that while you're aware of these tendencies, you're not victim to them. Listen, we live in a time where we value convenience and ease. And don't get me wrong, I'm all about the DoorDash. No more having to go pick up food or groceries. I am all about that. But as someone, and I don't remember who said it, said, you can turn anything into an addiction. Modern day has proven that with our handheld computers. We've become addicted to information and escapism. And I believe we become addicted to circumventing difficulty, which is making us weak. We've made an Olympic sport out of avoiding discomfort. The result? We're fragile as paper masquerading as steel. Your comfort zone is a padded cell and it's time to break out. Fortitude and resilience are rarely found in one's values these days. And this begins with how we're raising our children. And don't get me wrong, I am just as guilty as the next person for not wanting my children to suffer or feel the pain of failure, but I did them no justice by trying to shield them from this. I stunted their emotional intelligence, their fortitude, resilience, and their problem-solving abilities. Now, thank goodness they prevailed despite my parenting, but many don't. And then we end up with generations of people who don't know how to lead or even downright don't want to. We're currently facing the toughest times we've seen in decades, and there are very few leaders stepping forward. So it's up to me and you to do just that. I've been preaching dominance and submission, alchemizing pain into pleasure for over a year now, and I wasn't sure why. I just knew, like, felt like the answer, and now I see that it is even more so than before. This is why I've come back to my studies on transactional analysis and Cartman's drama triangle. But here's the catch. The drama triangle has no winners. Switching from victim to rescuer won't save you. It's just another mask for your own insecurities. So let's dig deep and remove those useless roles we've adopted. We've got to stop playing victim or the role of victim and or savior in order to step into leadership. Now, we could talk for hours about the patriarchy and how we've been socially conditioned to follow and not lead, and we have in previous podcasts, 
So I'm not going to go into that today. I really want to drive home the concept of stepping fully into real leadership. But how do we do this? Leadership is about discipline. It's about holding the polarity of beliefs and still standing in service. It's about not just making a nice list of values, but actually living them, demonstrating them, and not just when someone is looking. As I said at the beginning, I've been examining my own behaviors with regard to leadership, and I'm working through the ultimate roadmap with the assistance of the Super Self Journal, and the combination of the two very clearly pointed out the gap between the pretty words I use to define my brand and the actions I am taking on a daily basis. Each evening, I review the emotions and impediments that surfaced that day, as well as how I navigated them. This was the premise that led to this podcast, as I saw in black and white how clearly I was not living the values I set out to. It showed me how often I cut corners or make excuses It was startling for me to witness, and if it wasn't for this nightly written reflection, I wouldn't have seen it. Just as we talked about in the Inked Covenant episode a few weeks back, until we get out of our heads and onto paper, or at least get our thoughts out there, where we can become the observer, we can't see what's really going on. Refusing To do this step is just another way to remain in the victim role, living life as if you're doing everything you can when in fact you're not, and you're probably justifying it with excuses to boot. Unless you want to keep performing this tired act, I suggest you dig deep into these tools, but be warned they are not for the faint of heart. I want to pause for a moment, Rebels, and let's talk about a tool That's so much more than just a tool. Ever felt like your future self is this tantalizing vision, always just one step ahead, luring you, but somehow out of reach? Well, it's time to catch her and become her. I present you the ultimate roadmap from current you to super self. This isn't just another guide. It's your invitation to a binding rendezvous between who you are now and who you're destined to become. The roadmap is your key to define, in no uncertain terms, the vision, the characteristics, and the audacity of your future self. But it doesn't stop there. It guides you into sealing a consensual contract with her. This 45-page workbook covers all the bases, just like a professional DOM subcontract would. It includes step-by-step instructions on how to create a consensual contract with yourself, in-depth exercises to shape the identity of your future self, a concrete, actionable version, not just a daydream, templates to draft your very own inked covenant, bridging the gap between today and tomorrow examples to spark your curiosity, and so much more. And because I adore early adopters who are as impatient as I am, the first 20 to jump on board in the next 48 hours get exclusive access to a one-on-one video session with me, 
will dissect, analyze, and supercharge your roadmap. So are you ready to make a pact with your future self? Don't just imagine her, become her. Click the link in the show notes, seal the contract. Your super self is more than a dream. She's your destiny waiting to manifest. Are you up for the journey? I created my alter ego as Mistress Shadow because of the power it held. The use of the term mistress is an honorific term in the professional dominatrix world, and it indicates that this is a woman in control, not to be confused with someone who is controlling. This podcast was created to help women step into their own personal power to become the incredible leaders that you are meant to be. The women that listen to this podcast are not swayed by the difficulty of this calling. They may come here in the beginning, perhaps afraid of the storm, but after spending time with their shadows and rooting out all of the places they've been taught to play the role of victim, they become the storm. Women are natural born leaders because they are the calm and the storm. Leadership is ultimately about going first, forging the way, weathering the storm, and standing firmly in your convictions as life continues to crash against you, just like the waves repeatedly crash against the lighthouse. Be the light that guides others as they find their way. Be an example of what's possible. Look, I've been around the block a few times, challenging the norms, tearing apart conventions, and inviting you to turn pain into a powerful ally through dominance and submission. It's more than just a kinky twist. It's a pathway to freedom and empowerment. And we're at a pivotal juncture, not just economically, but morally, ethically, and spiritually. The call to action has never been clearer. Rise to the the occasion, confront your own limitations and exceed them. So I'll leave you with this. You've been given the map. Will you follow the well-worn safe path or venture into the wild, hacking your way through the overgrown trails to true leadership? Because leaders aren't born. They're forged through trials, difficulties, and the unyielding resolve to remain standing. In an era teetering on the brink, who among you is ready to stand tall, to guide, to dare? Stand up, extend your hand, and shout from the depths of your being, follow me. Because if you don't, who the hell will? You've got the map, the compass, the gear. Now, Do you have the guts? Because leadership isn't an armchair sport. You can't Netflix and lead. Grab your courage, ladies. Let's do this. Toodles.